I have given you all authority to take out the enemy. You are to conquer and subdue him. Satan has no reign and no rule and no authority within people's lives. God, you search my heart and thoughts. Make sure that I am lined up in your word, Lord. Nothing can come in and hinder what God wants to do. We're right. We're armed. We're dangerous. We're ready to go in. We have keys to bring massive amounts of people into the kingdom of God. Hi, I'm Angela Greenick. I am so elated and honored today to have a true superhero of the faith. If you want to talk about superheroes, he's your guy. And it's Robert Hodgkin. And you're down out of Arizona. We've known each other like since I know we were in heaven together. I just know that because we have a kindred heart for one another because we love and honor each other. And that's a beautiful thing to have. And um, I just, first of all, I'm so happy to have you on my program today because we're going to be talking about the realms of power. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, when you sent me this book, this is true. I grabbed the cup because I like that. This is my new favorite cup. You are powerful out of Acts 1-8. And I thought, Lord, we're in a time of a movement of God. And then you go and write about it to get people encouraged. So let me ask you a few things. The first thing is what drew you i know the holy spirit called you to write this but was there a situation in your life normally i have a situation that happens that makes me right you know what i'm saying was there something that drew you by the spirit to say you know what i gotta write about this book yeah Ange, great question and thanks so much for letting me come on with you you know oh, how dear gosh. you and larry are to Uri and i so it's always yeah. a privilege to be with you awesome. and absolutely it was it was a divine visitation um, God wanted this book written. And I say that, I say that with fear and trembling before the Lord. I don't say that in any other, like promote God wanted this book written because of the hour that we're in and the importance that every one of his precious people is operating as the dominion steward. He wants them to be. I was out at the shops running errands. I was not even in a prayer time or a devotional time or a worship time. I was being a good husband. And I was out yep. running errands. I think it was a Saturday. <laughs> I come out of a shop, I get in my Jeep and my Jeep filled with the manifest tangible presence oh, of God. Oh, now, this oh, isn't something that happens to me every single day. So it really got my attention. And he outlined scripture by scripture, revelation by revelation, chapter by chapter yeah. and step by step. These 12 yeah. realms of power that yeah. he wanted to highlight for his people to be moving in. In this season, because God knew what was coming and he knew how important it was that every single believer is moving in power and not one single person is to be left out. No matter what their past has been, no matter what their experience to date has been, God wants these revelations released to empower every one of his believers because he's handpicked them to be here now as part of his solution. Amen. In my latest, in my last book, I it was on power and authority, but power is dunamis. And if you want yeah. to step into that next realm, that's the ecclesia, the authority. That's when everything shifts. And people have to start understanding that we're plugged into God. And if you go and unplug this computer, it may run on a battery for a little bit, but then it's going to shut down. And we need to be so plugged into the father right now that all we hear, like you said, I was just out doing errands and I was doing something for my bride. And all of a sudden the power of God just filled my Jeep. Yeah. 
you know, because God is starting to speak to us in these incredible ways. And I, I want to start out, there was something that caught me immediately because I've been reading through this and I love Acts 1-8 because it, he says, but I promise you this, this is God promising us. When God says it, it's all the faith demands. It, that's it. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power. What do you tell the person out there that's been saved and they're really struggling because they feel like, you know, they don't even have power. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they don't have, God said, but I want you to pray to believe, to receive. And they're like, how can I receive? I don't have power. Like, you know, Robert has or Ange has or this person or that person. How do I get where they're at? Or, you know what I mean? Like how does someone yeah. that feels like they don't have what it takes, what do you tell them? If they have Jesus, they have what it takes. And that sounds Amen. like such a pat Christian answer, but it's but deep it's truth. True. What I've found, Angie, and I want to hear if you think yeah. the same thing. What I've found, 20 years of work walking with the Lord now this month, 20 years this month, 19 years in ministry, 18 years in full-time ministry, yep. most of it in way over my head, knowing <laughs> on my own, I don't have what it takes to go to 40 nations, to be parts of crusades, to do evangelism outreaches overseas, to help bring, you know, end sex trafficking oh, in certain oh, places, yeah. even to preach a message. Come on. Yes, come on. on my own, I don't have any of it. Yes. But every single time for me, I've realized two things. It's all about faith. Yeah. It's all about being willing to step out. And it's realizing yeah. if you have Jesus, you have everything you need because you'll rarely feel like you have it. That's exactly. why the righteous live by faith, not feelings. Yeah. Now, some of us are blessed to feel things sometimes. Like yeah. when I first got saved, because I'd been such a mocker and persecutor yeah. and dismisser of Jesus and Christianity, uh -huh. when he showed up outside my cabin in the woods and told me I refuse not to love you, it was an intense experience. <laughs> But by that evening, I knew something had happened, but I had convinced myself it was just another trippy experience like I'd had on hallucinogenic drugs, like I'd had <laughs> in Eastern mysticism. I'd been seeking my whole life, yeah. but I had dismissed and mocked Christianity. Jesus shows up, makes himself real to me. The next day I have another encounter. I receive yeah. him into my heart and he launches me out almost immediately, having no idea what I'm doing, but telling me all the time, you don't have to know what you're doing. You just have to know me. So yeah. if good. people doubt they have what it takes, the most important thing I can tell them is read your Bible because your yes. Bible will remind you who your God is. Your Bible will remind you who you are and your yes. Bible will remind you how you've been supernaturally empowered to move in it. We are in such an Exodus three moment where I know God wants right. to draw people from the path they've been oh, on man. and speak to them in power. But the first thing that's required when you read Exodus three, yeah. it says when God saw he had Moses's attention, he spoke to him. Yes. So even, even exactly. turning to God and saying, I believe even being real with God. If you feel Always. like yeah. you don't have what it takes, turn to God and say, God, I don't feel like I have what it takes, but your word says that I do help me shift. Help me move yeah. into this. You have my attention yes. to the truth of your word. Help Amen. me draw me from this place where I felt powerless yes. and overlooked and dismissed mm -hmm. and remind me who you are. Remind yes. me who I am. And then grace me to step out in the supernatural aspect and reality that of is, the kingdom. It's so good. Cause we know in the word, God says faith comes by hearing and we need to read the word because i i really speak to people every day all over the world i say you know what i love you but you're not reading your bible 
Right. You're following all these people, which is okay, but you you have to get the word for yourself because there are seeds of excellence in every word. Like I started uh, near the end of March and it's almost December. I mean, it'll be the end of December and I'll just finish the Old Testament. That's just one of my readings. So in like nine months, I just, not even nine months, I'll have that whole, all of it. And I've been studying deep and then I'm still in the New Testament, of course, but I have this time right now. And so I've just been in more study and I love his word, you know, and it was like, it was steps. Like you're saying, you have to step, you got to pray, you got to believe for God to do something. So like, I never know what I'm doing. I just shut my eyes and go. I'm like, they go, let's pray. Let's go. You know, I just go because I'm like, I'm prayed up, fired up in the word. And I know if I step out, like Peter stepped out on the water, God says, just come, you will not fail. You know, Rob, I always think about this. There was the Holy Spirit. It was Jesus, but he had a faith to believe. And there's something about that word. We've had a faith to believe. And um, I'm in right now on page 40 and it says, get the word, lift you know, it's like, lift up your eyes. I think that I, I can say this for America. So many people are so caught up by the, in the absence of order, chaos erupts. In the absence of light, darkness prevails. I was with Patricia in 2015 and she asked me a question. I said, God said, from the White House to the church house, a mighty shaking was going to go on. Boy, did I not know how much it's still shaking. And this nation is in trouble and we need to pray for godly men and women to bring this and turn it around because he can. Because Christians are falling to the lies and the deception because I believe this, Rob. They're not operating in the realms of power. They're not plugged into God. They're not walking by faith. God says, walk by faith and not by sight. They're so caught up that they don't know where they're at and where they're going. And I thought, Lord, you've given us power to pray, mm-hmm. to lay hands and and heal the sick, raise the dead. I did a movie with Derek Gates. A lot of people, everybody we know is in it. And um, two and a half years ago, and it was about raising the dead. I'm like, it's just not complicated. You know, we make everything so complicated to go, I have to go in to pray for somebody who's got cancer. And I go, but the Holy Spirit come, is not from you, comes through you. Money don't come from it, it goes through you. So when we allow his spirit, like, Rob, let's get real. You could have said no when you were in the Jeep that day, just saying. Right. I mean, right. you could have said, well, you know, God, I'm just really not feeling it right now. But because he gave it to you, I mean, you have done, this is a book of excellence that are out there. I don't care if you're just getting started in finding God or if you've been in ministry, I've been 43 years in ministry. Doesn't matter how long you've been in ministry or what. We never, we never stop growing. We never stop learning. And when we start to put that hand up and go, oh, I don't need to read that book. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to have an expectation of birth because 2023, the Lord keeps telling me it's about the intercession that we've done is getting ready to give birth to expectancy. And that's what he gave me for 2023. He says, it's a year of great expectation to expect God to move like never before. I said, Lord, I don't want nations. I want continents now. I've had nations all these years. I'm ready for continents and we're working to build that where that's at. But I want to jump really quick now to, um, Chapter four about power of unity. You know, mm. it's a sad day when a lot of people, I'm just being honest, some of our denominations out there, you just, you're too critical. And just because you don't agree with someone is okay. It's okay to disagree. 
not I, no, I'm not talking about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God. I'm not talking about right, you right, know right. the Bible's the Bible. It's holy. Read it. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you can't compromise. That's what's happening in the world. The churches are compromising. They're not following God. Thou shalt not kill, but you say it's okay to have an abortion. You know, you shall not have same-sex marriages, but you're out there doing it. But God says, don't do that. So we stand and you may feel like you're on an island by yourself. But the Lord said, there needs to be a Holy Spirit movement where there's unity in the body of Christ. And we've worked yes. together for years. I mean, we we love everybody. We're not prejudiced at all. So I, I love this chapter, though, because you talk about Acts 2, 1 and 2, the day of Pentecost, when they came together. I've always saw, when I first read it, the very first time I saw it, a big drop of oil coming from heaven. It's the craziest mm -hmm. thing. It's like a big old oil drop. And then it went, and they all caught fire. And they called a Ooh. different type of fire, but it was the same oil. And God said, don't you understand? I'm the oil that lights your lamps. I'm the oil that leads you to where you need to be. So in this one area, I, I love this, but how do we get to work with people that to help to get them unified? What do you say to that? Well, I when think denominations that are like, no, we're not working with you or whatever, or people. Great question. And you know, I, there's so many levels to this, but the first part of it is it's so important to understand there's power and unity. All yeah. through scriptures, we see God showing us when the body comes together, when we gather with our tribe, when we gather with those we can be of one accord with. It creates a landing place for the Holy Spirit, whether it's in the book of Psalms, when he says how blessed it is when the brethren dwell together in unity, God commands a blessing there. We need to catch that when we choose, and it's a choice, we choose to be in unity. God commands a blessing. That's like commanding light be. Nothing yes. can stand against it. God doesn't release a blessing. He commands Man's a blessing, the blessing in the midst of Yeah. Acts yeah. 2 is the perfect example. I agree. You already cited yeah. that. Yeah. But here's the key to it. Okay. In Acts 2, it says there's 120 people in the upper room yeah. over 10 days. They didn't know it was going to be 10 days. We've read the story. They knew it was going to be a few days. The victorious risen Lord said, gather for a few days until you receive the promise of the Father. So put yourself in this position. 120 people, yep. a situation politically, socially, economically, even more darkness, wickedness, and uproar than we have today, as serious oh. as things are today. I they know. get together 120. They have the word of the victorious risen mm. Lord. The first mm. few days, zeal, excitement, and expectation is going to exactly. carry them. But then think about this. Day three, they're thinking, okay, one's one, two's a couple, three days is a few, maybe four days is a few, five <laughs> is close to a week, six is almost a week, seven's a week, eight is more than a week, nine is somebody's doing something wrong. <laughs> this is more than a few days. Your hair's over your collar, your skirt's <laughs> over your ankles, you're yes. singing praises off tune. Some, you know what it is? You've got an untrue revelation of that one scripture. Somebody... They had to choose unity. It specifically says they were of one accord. God arranged this as a divine setup where there was plenty of opportunity, different personalities, different styles, yes. different differences could come up and divide them apart. But yeah. it says they chose, or it doesn't say chose. I am telling you they chose. Yeah. It says they were of one accord. Here's come the on. key. Accord does not mean 
perfect theological agreement on all things at all times. It's a Greek word made up of two sub words, one of which means same time, same place. The other means same passion or focus. They chose to not forsake the gathering together of the saints. They chose to be in the same time at the same place, even with different personalities, different styles, different passions, but the same focus, Jesus and the promise of the Father. If we would start focusing on who we agree about as opposed to what we disagree over, we could be of one accord. And then one sets a thousand to flight. Here's the truth. One man or one woman with God is in the majority. You and your ministry are proof of that, Angela Greening. But Two sets 10,000 to flight. There is a geometric progression of kingdom impact when we choose to be in unity first and foremost with God, but then in God together. And the way we get there is we realize we don't have to have perfect theological agreement on everything. The main and the plain, yes. Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Yes, he is. There is one way to the Father, and it's through the Son. We cannot compromise that truth. We cannot compromise the basic truth of the gospel where we disagree with interpretation. We need to grow the heck up and realize God had 12 tribes in the Old Testament, different passions, different assignments, Find your tribe, be of one accord with your tribe. When you disagree, grow up enough to process through the disagreements. I can tell you, if you do, you'll be stronger and closer on the other side because you'll look like I've served. We have a dear friend in common, Patricia King. I've served with Patricia for almost 20 years with her Mm -hmm. and Ron. There have been a handful of times over the years we've had a different take on something. It might be a different take on a scripture. It might be a different approach to something we needed to come up to a solution with. There have been a small number of times I have not agreed with her, but I have always agreed with her heart. So I've chosen to walk in unity with her, even when we weren't in total agreement. Why? Because I trust her heart for God. I trust her heart for others. I trust her experience. I trust her wisdom. And usually I have learned, even in the disagreement, if we're honest and we process through it, it. I love her more. I trust her more. We actually have a greater unity. Exactly. One last scripture I'll throw out there that helps is, you know, you know, the Amos scripture that is, is almost referred to as the church split scripture it's yeah how can any two walk together who are not in agreement yeah and people cite that when they choose to bring division and discord and division to their church or to their ministry yeah we need to wake up and realize that is not a statement no it does, the no. prophet amos does not say two cannot walk together if they're not in agreement it's a question how how do you do this the yeah. answer is love the answer is the character That's and nature it. of christ how many times when i've been in traffic Has a thought gone through my head that Jesus doesn't agree with? He might bring correction. He might bring a a, a repentance to help me change how I'm looking at the situation. But he is not divided from me. Even when he's disagreed with a thought in my head or an emotion I let in my heart, he talks to me about it. He helps me with it. He does not divide from me. When we disagree, if we will not divide, but we'll actually discuss, we'll actually process, we can walk together in unity and we can understand that it's okay to have different focuses. We've been praying for the passion or for the the release of the baptism of fire and we're getting it. Some are experiencing it tangibly 
tangibly. Others are seeing the fruit of it. That baptism of fire is fresh Holy Spirit power, fresh oh, Holy Spirit gifts, fresh yeah. Holy. But you know, God That's showed me something, and yes, God it showed is. me something about the the baptism of fire. Mm. One of the fruits of it is fresh passion. And this is a good thing, but what's happening That's is the good. evangelists are getting passionate about evangelism and saying, it's all about evangelism. And for them it is, and we should cheer it on. Yep. The worship leaders are saying, it's all about worship. And for them it is, and we should cheer them on. Yep. The disciples are saying, it's all about raising up a mature, empowered church. And it for is. disciples <laughs> it is, and we should cheer them on. Yes. But what's happening is we're getting passionate about, we're passionate about, if somebody else is passionate about something else, we feel unheard or devalued and we need to shake that off and say oh, be, be passionate about what you're passionate about go i'm going to be passionate about what that i'm passionate so about I'm gonna go. we're going to have 12 tribes yep. with different passions but the same focus and let's grow up find our tribe to run with yes. be one accord with them it's yeah. okay to realize that's not my tribe but it don't is. curse them don't complain them don't no. criticize them on social media get with oh, your peeps gosh, run no. with your peeps and do great things for god and then cheer the other tribes on let me tell you what this is powerful all that you just said i mean there's a lot to unlock in it y'all are gonna have to listen to this beside get the book it's so powerful because we talk about the unity and yet we're so discriminative on certain churches like i just finished an interview last week with the catholic church that's up in canada mm. and they're an older couple she's older i think 20 years older than him and so, you know, they've been very rejected, have really gone through it. And I know the priest up there because I, I taught some of them on exorcisms. That's what I went for a few years ago. And we were able to really connect and work together and stuff. And, you know, and I, I was like, I'm putting that at the Sunday. And I said, Lord, I know I may get some slack back on it because people don't get it. But you know what? We can't just cut one of our fingers off and say, well, we don't need you anymore, or we don't need you, or we disagree. And I loved what you said about, because we have 120, which means the promises of God, the children of God, and the 10 days, the number 10 means the law. And I said, Lord, mm. you're going to make us work together as a family, and your law is your law. And he wants us to start looking at each other honoring one another it's a sad day when we are so judgmental because matthew 7 says judge not least you judge yourself and we need we need the fivefold ministry we need everyone to come in collectively together that's how we save the lost and it comes with the cost and i think sometimes the cost has to be crucified again to that cross and say lord i'm out of control today it can't be my way or no way. Everyone needs to be able, like you were saying, we've had disagreements, Robert, and we just become closer yeah. from them. Not bad, but we just, but it's okay. When I read that, I was like, come on. It's okay that we're disagreeing. You know, the, one of my readings this morning was about mutual encouragement out of Hebrews 3. And it says, encourage one another for the day, for today, because we know tomorrow may not be here. But I was like, I have a dream that we all get together and everybody just loves each other. And we're each other. Like I met you right after you got, it wasn't long. You were not saved that long. And nope. we, cause I did a TV with Patricia on five, five, five. I'll never forget. I flew to 
uh, Holland, I went right into Pakistan that night. I was getting shot at on five, 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 the timeline over there because it was different, you know. And I was like, geez, Louise, this is interesting. And it was such an honor for me that she would even ask me. And I, she never wants to hear stuff, but you know, you tell her like, but if you did not have me on to talk about spiritual warfare through the Bible, because there's mm -hmm. a lot of craziness right now. And I said, but I always go back to the word because that's what I know. And I can't add to it or take it away because then we water it down. And that's why we have the chaos happening right now. But because she believed in me and you, like we're here today because of her. It's just true. That's right. I, I always, I've never even done TV. She didn't tell me to. I've never done it in a million years. I'm like, yeah, right. Um, oh. But she called me in Canada from an elevator and told me, God gave you a word. She's supposed to do TV. And then Heidi Bigger called me an hour later. She was in Pemba. And I have never forget this, Rob. But this is how God works. And Heidi yeah. goes, Angela, God just gave me a word. I'm like, what is it, Heidi? She gave me the same word. Um, and this is how silly I am. I said, oh, my God, Heidi, are you in an elevator with Patricia King in Canada? She said, that is silly. I'm in Pemba. I'm like, I literally fell out on the floor. And God said, wow. that's a realm of power. See, when we get instruction, like this book is an instruction manual for people because we got to really get over ourselves and let's take it back a notch. We've had a couple really hard years in this nation. So much chaos in the absence of order, chaos erupts. <laughs> in the absence of light, darkness tries and continues, tries to prevail, but it never will because we're light bearers, torch bearers for Jesus. And as long as there's that oil that burns in the torch and that fire, I loved what you said, how they just, like I saw hit everybody, but we were all different, but collectively we were able to do great works for God. Like yeah. when you're in different nations, like, you know, when you're over, it's Cambodia, correct? Where you're overdoing the sex slave, you're Taiwan, different places. That Cambodia and Thailand is the main yep, focus Thailand, of that. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And so I deal with it at Folsom Fair in San Francisco, California. And, you know, we just see the depravity and the lawlessness and debauchery that's happening. And I would have loved to have had this book to take with me. I can tell you right now, sir, when I went in there, because I did interviews with people. And I said, how do you think President Biden's doing? They were like, they were so elated and excited. They're like, he wow. hears us. He's he's a wow. voice for our people. And there was such an arrogance and haughtiness and pride I'd not experienced in 11 years. I've been there. I'm there a lot doing stuff, you know, and the arrogance and pride. And I could see this wall come up as if they don't need God. So I was just mm. walking around and I get pictures of everybody. And a lot of a lot of the people are like, no, you can't get a picture, but we'll take a picture with her. And they point it with me. So I'm taking a picture with wow, right queens on. or whatever. And you know what they said to me? There's something about you. Mm. And that's the power shift. That's the realms of glory. I believe that with all my heart, because I'm not there yeah. to I'm not there to point fingers and to get into arguments with people. I'm just there to, to release the love of God. But they yeah. asked me, I had two people ask me, how can I come in the way I am? You know, the church won't accept me. I said, that's not true. They go, no, I had a person that spoke to me and said they went to church and they were beaten. They tried to beat the devil mm. out of them wow. to get the demon out of them. And I go, we don't, I said, we don't, we don't work like that. I we're going to find well, you a different church. We're not going to help find you a different church. You know what it was though? When people are young, they reflect 
young, you know, they're innocent, they're ignorant at times, because when you're young, you don't know what to do. And I said, but it's not like that now. But I was like, Lord, there are so many broken people. But if the church rubber is broken, and they don't want unity, they don't want to follow, they say they want God. But when he tells them to do it, they, you know, they're maybe sideswiping yeah. a little bit or going off the road. And I think a lot of people are at a crossroad right now and they're scared. Like we live in America. I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but I barely sleep. I mean, I'm up at 10, 9 30, 10 every now. I'm going to just go to bed an hour, five minutes before. And the Lord has met in prayer all night long. All I do is pray, read the word and pray, 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 pray mm. in, in the second heaven, busting through, bringing it in. God says, I'm getting ready to pour the glory like my people have no idea, but will they be able to hold it? Thank you for joining Angela Greening for her War Room podcast. You can discover more about her ministry, books, and DVD resources at AngelaGreening.com. Visit her on Facebook and Instagram. Please join her again next week as she continues to share what God has given her.